In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, do you know your purpose and how do you express it? Welcome to GirlfriendIt, where we want to rally you to do the remarkable. This is Patty and Lisa, and today we are talking with a couple of guests who express their purpose in front and behind a camera lens. Well, we're talking, first of all, with Nancy Stafford, who is a TV personality. She actually co-starred with Matlock, and I remember I love that series. Um, she's he, off- he's never quite Matlock, because he's always Andy Griffith. I know, but he's <laughs> Matlock. And she- I loved Matlock. I did, too. She's also a speaker and an author. Then later in the show, you'll be hearing from a good friend of ours, who's Justin Hunt, and he is like an American film producer that creates documentaries. He did one on American meth and one on um, absentee fathers. So we have a really fun show coming and up today. He also makes really good soup, which he'll, he'll be irritated that I called it soup. Okay, I- you have to call it etouffee, oh, I think. Oh, etouffee? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it was great soup. And we digress. <laughs> well, we always seem to go back to the subject of purpose. We all want to know our purpose. And I think it's crazy because I, I see like younger kids who can dance or sing. I mean, I think of Josh Groban and I go, okay, you know, that kid was however old and he was belting out some chords that his parents had to go, huh, this kid has talent. <laughs> There's something different. <laughs> yeah. And part of you, it's like, you can almost be jealous to go when you see someone that's so passionate and so talented and gifted that they, they knew what they were born to do. Whereas with others, like you and I, of us that, <laughs> that we don't have talents that like scream out that people go, you should, we're still <laughs> digging those talents and trying to unfold and unpack them. Um, yeah, you can look at that. And I pray for my kids all the time that God will just show them what their purpose is early on in life. So then they can really engage it. And I, and I think sometimes your purpose changes. It's not always, you know, for some people, it's not like at 10, at 10 years of age, they go, oh, this is what I was born to do. But we do always seem to go back to this because so many women, that is what they're striving for. I want to know why I'm waking up today. That is so many of our conversations with women is what is your purpose? Because everybody does have a purpose. It truly is about discovering your purpose and in light of who God created you to be. And that's what we are passionate about is helping women to truly lead their lives to greater impact so they know who they are and who they were designed to be by God and to go live it and express it. And we're excited to talk with our first guest, Nancy Stafford, who does express her purpose in a multitude of ways. Like we said, she's an author, she's a speaker, she's a film producer, and she has a new film coming out called Christmas with a Capital C. And she has a couple of books, Beauty by the Book and The Wonder of His Love. And I just, 
I love the way she expresses her purpose and, and just a variety of ways. But before we get to talking about what all Nancy does, we, let's meet her. So, Nancy, welcome to Girlfriend It. Thank you, girlfriend. So good to be with you again. Well, it is really fun. It's been quite the journey because you've been had a crazy lifestyle and, and life and just things going on because life always interrupts the purpose and the vision, it seems like. <laughs> Yes, it get it certainly gets in the way sometimes, that's for sure. But sometimes all these interruptions are all part of the purpose, too. So Exactly. What do you do? <laughs> I know. You just kind of roll and you kind of laugh about it sometimes. That's right. You drink more pumpkin spice coffee. Ooh, is that <laughs> what you're having right now? Yes, we are. And you are so welcome to come join us because it's the fall experience, the ambiance. So you have to set the stage and enjoy life, right? Perfect. Oh, my gosh, what a perfect way to usher in this wonderful, crispy fall season. I know. Hey, well, okay, so, Nancy, for our listeners, we know you a little bit, and we want our listeners to get to know you. And what makes you truly get up in the morning and express your purpose? So can you just share a little bit about who you are and why you do what you do? Gosh, yeah. Um, well, I, I am somebody that you wouldn't necessarily think uh, God would use in any kind of uh, way to help it ignite and try to inspire and try to encourage people. I, uh, just in a nutshell, quickly, I'm, I've been an actor for 30 years. I've been on five television series and to continue to do that. As you said, I speak and I write books and I travel and I am involved in a couple of um, major communications uh, uh, organizations, nonprofits around the world. And my heartbeat, what gets me up in the morning is seeing people grab and and get hold of and embrace and love who they've been created to be. And it came about in a way because I did not love myself. And um, so I think part of the passion I have for others is that my journey is one that took me from being really insecure, really unhappy with who I was, to finally kind of finding some freedom and realizing that, oh my gosh, I have been fearfully, wonderfully made, and I can bring delight and joy to my creator, and um, now I just, I love my life, and I want others to love theirs. Well, and that is such an encouraging message, and you know what, so many times when we do live our purpose, and we think, okay, we finally discovered our purpose, it's going to be an easy road, and Mm -hmm. uh, as a you know, we know that that is such a myth and such a lie. And can you just kind of explain, like, some of these things, how these projects and things morph? And later on, we want to talk about these projects that you mentioned that you're involved in because we share that heartbeat with you. And just what it takes for women, especially your background being in the Hollywood, you know, scene and with people, why is this so significant to you in this, this message? Well, for one thing, it's significant because I'm, I'm smack in the middle of media. And one of the things that erodes women in particular and our self-esteem and our feeling of significance is the media. <laughs> We're bombarded with false and impossible me- media messages that tell us that we don't have enough, we don't look en- good enough, we're not fit enough, young enough, pretty enough, we're not, um, we don't do enough. And we consistently feel like a failure because of the media messages. And really what I've come to know, I was a model. I did commercials for a million years. And the commercial world, the advertising world, is predicated on keeping us dissatisfied with ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what motivates us to buy stuff 
to feel like you got to fill a hole, you know, with the newest car and the latest clothes and the next diet. And so it really is, it's the whole point of advertising is to keep us dissatisfied. And um, so what I've finally, you know, come to the realization of understanding that unless we come to the core of who we are and understand and embrace and accept the beauty that we have from within and learn to finally accept ourselves, we can't pass on to our own kids and the next generation a feeling of self-acceptance. Um, so the irony to me is that here I spent all these years being part of the media problem, and now I'm really trying to help women understand and combat the media messages that bombard us. So That is amazing because you, you really, that's one of the things where you look at so many women and they're dynamic and they're, they're just doing just crazy great things. And yet when you talk to them, they will share that. It seems like you hear that over and over and over again, just their insecurities and those feelings of inadequacies. So I, I think it'd be so intriguing to um, interview someone from the early 1900s who didn't have those commercials blasting in their face versus yeah. the woman in the 21st century with, yeah, having all the media. Yeah, what, I, think, I, think we, I think that has been a real problem. But also I think we as women, honestly, ever since, you know, the earliest part of history in a garden called Eden because of the fall of man <laughs> and our weakness, I think women are wired to look for our validation and our value outside of ourselves. Hmm. And I think that's just part of the consequence of living in a fallen world. And so we look for it from men, mm -hmm. um, from whatever we can achieve and accomplish. But mostly we look for it really, frankly, because of the exterior, the beauty thing for us women. I mean, if you look at it, look at the fairy tales. It's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, Cinderella, talk about, you know, extreme makeover. She went from ragamuffin to royal babe. And Sleeping mm -hmm. Beauty, they didn't call her Sleeping Ugly. And, um, and Snow White, it was her beauty that got her stepmom so ticked off. So mm. we, just from the earliest age in our own lives and from earliest uh, history, I think we've got this beauty message that just bombards us, whether it's with cave drawings from years ago. Uh, you know, we look at it, we compare ourselves with our neighbors. Well, that's why I just think it's so neat what you do in Hollywood. And we only have about two minutes, Nancy, but can you just share with us um, what what motivated you to get into Hollywood? Because we, we would just love to really encourage even those moms out there or dads out there to even talk to, to, you know, maybe even to themselves, but to their kids, that instead of running from Hollywood to really embrace it and get in there and be a part of the, the culture. Well, absolutely. I applaud you for that. We need people of substance and value here in Hollywood. We're seeing a huge shift in the entertainment world, and both in the negative and the positive. I'm seeing more and more people coming here feeling like I have a call on my life to do, mm -hmm. to do art, to, to act, to produce, to be a filmmaker, to direct. And so my heartbeat, too, I go around the country traveling and speaking to media students also and people are doing media conferences and film festivals and such. We really need people who can have a worldview that we can grasp and embrace who is creating um, work that is of substance. And that's ex why I'm excited about this 
film, Christmas with a capital C. Um, but also I'm seeing more and more sort of faith-based films coming out that are increasing in their quality. They're getting better and better, better writing, better production value. And we have an opportunity as people who care about the future of the world to really make a huge impact, and no impact can be greater than media. So, and you're yeah, absolutely- send your kids out here. We need them. <laughs> well, and you know, you're absolutely right. And I, so many times people need permission to go, it's okay to use my voice in that way and to kind of take a stand and to, to go against. And it goes again, Liz, we need to break through the apathy of it and go, I need to take a stand. I need to get involved. We're going to take a commercial break, Nancy. We're going to be right back. This is Patty and Lisa with Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Parents, if you feel overlooked, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all all issues from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. LinkedIn. It's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you? Every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
welcome back. We have been talking with Nancy Stafford, a, a special girlfriend of ours who is in the media, taking a stand, producing films, starring in films, writing books, and traveling around the country with the message of inspiration and hope for women to really embrace their true beauty that comes from the Lord. And Nancy, you were just talking about several different things, but let's talk about um, a couple of your projects and a couple of things that you that are a heartbeat for you. One is a, a, a new Christmas movie coming out, and another is this thing called Sat 7. So let's kind of go into that a little bit. Can you tell us about this new Christmas movie? Because we're getting into that season. And like we said, we have our pumpkin spice waiting for us in front of us. (laughs) Perfect. I just love this little film. It's called Christmas with a capital C. And it is coming out, releasing on DVD as we speak. And it is a fabulous little Christmas movie. And I'm just so proud of it. It's a it's a funny movie. Uh, Brad Stein, stand-up comedian, is in it. Uh, Ted McKinley from Married with Children, and you'd read rec- and Love Boat. You recognize him if you saw him. He plays my hubby, mm-hmm. and um, and we've also got Daniel Baldwin, one of the Baldwin brothers. And it is a very timely uh, theme. It's basically um, about someone who comes back to town and and sues our little town, small little town for a Christmas display of the nativity that we have in in the city square. And so I decide with my 10-year-old daughter that we're going to launch a Christmas with a capital C campaign and start doing Christmas instead of fighting about it so much. So we actually start as a community doing for others, seeing where the needs are, being Christmas, being the hands and feet of Jesus during this season. And it changes the whole community. Everybody changes. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful, uplifting, encouraging uh, message about the true meaning of Christmas and really um, getting our own hearts back to, you know, what, are we, what was really the, this first Christmas all about anyway, and what are we supposed to do to be God with us to our neighbors? I love that, that you're getting into tr- the true beauty of the message. And uh, just inspirational films are, are so neat, especially when they are Christ-centered. And like we had talked about earlier, just being in Hollywood and having that, that just focusing on what it's really all about. Yeah, and- there's so much bad stuff out there anyway, or just mediocre stuff. I mean, some of it's not even bad. It's just a waste of our time. So when we find those little films or TV shows that really make a difference, can impact hearts and lives, then, you know, I say let's everybody do our best to support them. I've just wrapped a film that you guys don't even know about yet. Um, I just shot it two weeks ago in Buffalo, New York. It's going to be a television movie called Race to the Finish, which I'll come back and we'll talk about that when it's time to release. But it is another one of those feel-good, wonderful important messages. It's about a teenage little boy who is uh, mentally challenged, and I'm his grandmother, and his grandparents have raised him. He's been abandoned. And a neighborhood kid invites him to kind of play in a game. He's constantly bullied and taunted and teased, and the kids say, no, 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 what are you doing? He's a freak. They throw the ball, and this kid is a natural runner. So he uh, ends up getting trained by this neighbor boy who takes an interest in him. He wins a regional race. He shows the whole city, the community, that you cannot judge a book by its cover, that there is more inside each of us if we'll take the time to look past the exterior. And it's just such a great message. So I hope you'll, um, you know, watch out for that movie, too, when it's time to come out. So these little movies are important to me. 
I will definitely be watching out for that, especially I have teenagers and I tell you, you know, if they don't have fangs and there's not blood dripping, it's really hard <laughs> to capture a show right now. Well, I'll have to see if we can't change the cover art and the uh, posters on that. <laughs> I, um, I have the joy of getting to not only be in the film, but I'm one of the writers and one of the producers on it. So I'll see if I can't put a fang on our poster. <laughs> you know, all you need is a little neck bite. And that- there you go. <laughs> It'll increase our audience exponentially. Absolutely. <laughs> it's called staying relevant, I think, or something like that. I think that. so. Empire <laughs> finds Jesus, even. That will work. <laughs> well, that's a great idea. That's, that's a bigger niche than we realize. Yes, a way to spend eternity rather than being a vampire for the rest of your life, you know? That's right. That's right. How lonely is that? <laughs> well, we will definitely have you back on and we'll talk about that as that time comes on because we do want to be the promoter of these great films out there, these great family films that people need to be aware of. And so um, we think that's, we want to join you in partnering with that. Let's talk about um, really a heartbeat of yours for just like you talked about earlier, like a global worldview on life. Mm-hmm. And so many times we only see our corner of the world, especially um, our Western American culture. Mm-hmm. But can you just kind of expand our horizons and talk about the SAT 7 that you are heavily involved with? Yeah, this is a, a, a new passion of mine, and I want everybody else to, to understand about it, too, because I know as soon as they hear about it, they'll be passionate as well. SAT7, S-A-T, the number 7, USA dot org is the website. It is a Christian satellite television network that has programming that is all produced by, performed by, presented by Arabs for Arabs in the Middle East. So there's no Westerners at all. It's four channels uh, in Farsi, the, the language of Iran, in Turkish in, for Afghanistan and Turkey, and Arab, Arabic. Um, and it is having the most astounding impact in the most impossible region of the world that you could ever imagine. There are four channels, 24 hours a day, 15 million people a week are watching Sat 7 in the wow. Arab world. Many of them are Christians. Our whole point is to build up and uplift and disciple the church in that very marginalized and very persecuted part of the world. There is a church there, a thriving church, very underground. But also we're finding that Muslims are coming to faith in Jesus Christ because of Sat7, and they're watching with their kids. They watch TV as a family like we used to in the 50s. And there's a whole channel that's nothing but kids programming. And a lot of families and a lot of women in particular are watching Sat7 Kids. The illiteracy rate for women in the Arab world is over 50%. So um, they're not able to read a Bible, but they're hearing the stories and they're watching videos and seeing movies and watching cartoons. And, and what I love about the ethos of Sat7 is there are there's one or two other Christian channels in that part of the world which bash the religion of Islam. Hmm. We don't. They they refuse to do it. Um, they say, you know, we don't need to do that. We don't need to bash another religion. We just need to present the truth of the love of Jesus and 
that takes care of it. <laughs> and I love that. And so I'm just so very proud of them. I'm proud to be on their board. And um, especially we're launching a whole new women's initiative mm. because we're finding there's an incredible number of women's shows on air, which is radical in that part of the world. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So they're finding women are discovering their value and, and how worthwhile they are, in, first of all, in the eyes of Jesus, in the eyes of God. Secondly, in their own eyes, and that's changing their marriages. It's changing for the better. It's changing the way they raise their children. Women of hope, These we're producing women of hope in the Middle East. Women of hope produce children of hope who then produce a society of hope. So I think the greatest hope we have for the Middle East is that population coming to know who they are in Christ, understanding how loved they are, and that is going to change their politics, going to change their families. It's going to change everything. And I, and I love how you said we just have to share the love of Jesus because it's really easy to get caught up in explaining, okay, wait, you, you believe this. How could you believe that? And yet I, I just recently um, was talking with someone who was outside of my faith and um, I have to be really careful here. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying as I say it, you know, on national uh, radio. But, um, you you can't help but go. How in the world do you believe this? And then they're over here looking at you, going, "You believe that you know a very large fish swallowed some you know some of the things that you, that we believe is the, the truth, and we we know yeah. for a fact that's a truth. The truth. It, it is hard to go into that discussion. I mean, if you've grown up and that's the the faith that you were bo- born into, it's really hard to discuss this point to that point. It really comes down to your relationship with Jesus Christ. You, you can't get into, that does not make sense to me. Right. And you know what? It, we're, we're trying to be the Holy Spirit. And yes. I think that's the, really the point. We've got a tr- point is, frankly, we don't trust the Holy Spirit to, to move on their hearts. And that's really what has helped me as I've gotten involved with Sat7. I, it's changed even the way I evangelize or the way I share my own faith here and in the we West. Pray. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Nancy, you're speaking our heartbeat because we have we recently went over to Africa into that into the community over there and just fell in love with the people there and mm-hmm. and the women and like you said, there's such a need. We we had so many conversations about Jesus more than we even have over here because mm-hmm. people really are hungry for this this man in white they call him and um, and just to hear oh. about Jesus and the love they have that he has because it really is revolutionary and we take it for granted so many times in our in our own faith here and in in America because it becomes very sterile and over there it's very much alive and so we love what you're doing with the hope and with women because really tapping into them where they see their value and their worth in the light of Jesus like Patty said it just really goes back to Jesus and telling Jesus stories and talking about what Jesus did and unfortunately we only have a minute left and Mm -hmm. we have enjoyed this conversation with you and just what you're offering what is one thing you would like to leave our listeners with how they can find you or just encourage them in their purpose and expressing that Oh, thank you, gals. I've loved being with you. I would just love to hear from your listeners. They can visit my website at www.nancystafford.com. And 
My heartbeat is just that they, your listeners, male and female, would just really kind of finally come to the core of their being of understanding that the God of the universe is crazy in love with them Mm. and that he has purposes for them they've not even yet begun to tap into and to just uh, take a step forward, get out of your comfort zone, do what it is that he has placed in your heart. Those seeds of desire that are inside of you have been put there by a loving God and just take a step forward, do what it is you're called to do. Well, this is, this is Girlfriend at Radio. This is Patty and Lisa. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now we have the Booyah Radio Hour. With Martin Brassi, Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests from around the world who have achieved tremendous success as speakers and authors. You'll find out who they are, what they do, and how you can follow in their footsteps to achieve incredible results. Guests will come from around the world of business, entertainment, finance, the arts, and sciences. Nothing is off topic. No subject too taboo. We'll share valuable information as well as huge laughs as we discover the ups and downs of being a successful speaker and author. The Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Pressey. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, today we are talking about expressing your purpose once you do discover it. And we talked about how we are kind of, you know, <laughs> still discovering. Yeah, because the talents don't just ooze out and so obvious. So sometimes you have to dig a little deeper to find that purpose. They're but... obvious to me. My <laughs> own talents are obvious, just not to others. <laughs> and you're so humble, too. That's one of your other qualities that I just so admire about you. Yes, indeed. 
<laughs> well, we were just talking with Nancy Stafford, who is a speaker and author and filmmaker. And now we have a good friend, Justin Hunt, who is an American filmmaker who is really devoting his life and his purpose to understanding the heart and soul of, of people and, and in tough subjects. Like he just produced American Meth, which won numerous awards. Mm. And he just recently did um, Absentee, which is about absentee fathers, which stars James Hetfield from Metallica and John Eldridge and others. And it that was a gripping documentary. We did a screening at our church for it. And so especially, I think it really repl- uh, applies to women. Mm-hmm. Uh, the father figure is really significant. And the, and the absence of a father figure really defines a lot of women and impacts their life, even into their marriages. Mm-hmm. So Justin, on that note, we want to welcome you because Patty and I realize we're just talking to each other here. And we really, it's about you coming on the show and joining us. So welcome to Girlfriend It. Hey, thanks. I always enjoy being here. Well, we're, it is fun to have you. And we want to talk about uh, your journey a little bit before we get into some of your projects. And we want to talk about um, your recent one, too, with, with the uh, the horse racing one. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about just about Justin and how you discovered? Because you kind of took a scenic journey as a newscaster for a while. And, and now you're doing these documentaries. Can you just explain your purpose? Oh wow, um, that's a that's an interesting question to try to put into a an answer of a couple of seconds. But uh, yeah, I guess as far as, as far as the journey is concerned, um, it just it started out in high school with writing and journalism. I took uh, journalism class to get an easy A, <laughs> and uh, that that turned into a passion, and that translated into broadcasting for about uh, eight or nine years, and then I left that and took the took the storytelling part that I really liked, which was, you know, the marriage of sound and picture and telling people stories with it and started a video production company. And that eventually, um, that all changed, um, with the first film, American Meth. Um, I, I did that movie just because I felt like it was, it was something that, uh, I'd been called to do. It came out of a conversation that happened at a men's retreat, Christian men's retreat. And, um, and that exact conversation, are we doing what we're called to do? Are we fulfilling our purpose? And so I made that film, and um, the first time I screened it, I was hoping for about 200 people, and we had about 2,000 people, and that's when I realized that uh, I might be on to something here, and, and uh, that's when I really decided to follow that and, and try to uh, make a difference with the skill set I've been blessed with. Well, and you have what I... What I love too is you go after people to to go. Okay, I want to do this this documentary. I want to do it with um, with impact and significance. And what's it going to take? And who's it going to take to be involved? Can you just just that drive for excellence? How do you pursue that? Because we have listeners listening and going, I I not really sure my purpose and I want to express it. But how do I do things with excellence? Can you just explain that drive in you and how Patty and I call it the no shame gene. You just go after people and talk to them and let them tell you no. Um, how you yeah. find so many significant people to participate in your projects with you? Well, there's a couple of, I guess there's a couple of elements that play there. I mean, the drive and where it comes from is not really something that can be um, described. It's just, it's within you if you have it and it's, if you don't, you don't. But I think that, you know, most people can cultivate that drive. And as far as, as me, you know, how do I get these people? Is 
it's funny. I just when I when I set something before me and I want to accomplish something, I honestly just don't ever consider no as an option. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really I don't really think about well if this doesn't happen I can do this. I just don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I I basically say to myself this is what needs to happen and I'll get it done one way or another and and then of course just the dynamics of of this industry you know once you once you um kind of get one step taken or one thing completed or one person involved it's very much like a snowball kind of effect you know I can I can uh, when I started making apps and I can I can tell people hey I directed this film and it it's got Val Kilmer in it and and you build credibility there and and then you know when you're making absent, you say, "Well, I, I directed this film with Val Kilmer, and now I've got this movie with John Eldridge and and with Richard Rohr and with Johnny Tapia." And you know, then you approach someone like Hetfield, for example, and I think they need to see that credibility and and yeah. and you know, just know I'm not some some kid with a camera trying to make a movie. Well, what what motivated you to make that movie? Absent. Hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, I get asked that a lot, and I always joke about it. Uh, I always say I probably gave my dad a complex by making it. But, uh, I, I actually had uh, I actually had a very present dad. It's not that. It's just that um, it was a topic that no one else was taking on, which is always seems to be one of the criteria of me making a film, is this is something that no one else has the courage to take on right now. Um, but uh, it really just came out of, where I was in my life at the completion of American Meth and, and the guys that I had around me that were that were proving to be, you know, mentors that were speaking into my life. It was a big deal because I was, you know, a, a single dad and, and raising these two kids. And, and um, you know, it was just also seeing guys that were friends of mine. And, and, and you, you ladies can probably agree with me that as we progress and we mature and we get older, we, we do that at different speeds. And just... Uh, it was ironic because at the time I was deciding to make it, I was, you know, I had people in my life that I thought would be friends forever. And I just realized we were moving at different speeds and it was time to, uh, in those relationships because it was slowing me down. And that's when I really started to realize there's a lot of people in the world that, that need this kind of information. Um, so they don't get, you know, sucked into the, the uh, common, the common way of thinking and, 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 you know, the whole side effect of absent dads, which you'll learn more about when you watch the film. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a just completely random. Uh oh, here it comes. Watch <laughs> out! <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay, hold on. Let me sit. Okay, I'm sitting down. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. You know when Patty opens her mouth, it's not good. But when you did American Math, this is, I'm a teeth person, and I love teeth. What is the gig with? meth and teeth like why does that mess up your teeth so badly and then once you get them to that level of brown and you know disgusting this is really a deep conversation (laughs) can you can you get it back i mean do you just eat healthy and your teeth come back or once they're there they're they're well that's what i that's what that's what i love about you patty is that you're not superficial so let me go ahead and answer that question for you real quick it doesn't matter that you've totally Uh, your life up and your relationships it really is about the teeth to yeah. Her, okay? Just yeah. So you know. yeah i know i know you ruined your marriage and your kids are suffering but what about your teeth um exactly thank you for feeling my what pain it is, justin what it is is when you uh when you smoke the meth um all of the you know the toxins that are in that uh 
and all the chemicals that are in that smoke, like, you know, red phosphorus and, 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 um, man, caustic lye and all these things that you're smoking, they attach themselves to your teeth, these chemicals, and they basically just begin to break down the enamel and crack your teeth and, and ruin your teeth. And then, of course, when it's ingested or it's uh, injected and when it's um, inhaled and it gets into your bloodstream, it also begins to eat your teeth from the inside out. So really, it's a double whammy and you're left with, uh, with bad teeth. And as far as repairing them, they usually, they usually just get pulled out and, uh, and you get new ones. Veneers, yes, yes. One way to get veneers, do meth. Dentures. No. Yeah. They pull them out. As a matter of fact, one of the, one of the main um, people I was trying to interview for the movie, I went up to Portland to interview her, and she ended up canceling three days in a row. She was in jail, and the first day I was there, she was 32. She looked like she was 70, and yeah. uh, she's 32, and they had just pulled her last tooth that day. Wow. Well, Lisa yeah. and I will go into the strip clubs, you know, just to bring cupcakes and, you know, let these girls know that there are women out there that love I won't them. let Patty dance there. So, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> we're just there on one purpose to, you know, deliver cupcakes and let these gals know that, uh, we're, we're praying for them. And it's interesting because if you, I mean, they're, they're beautiful and they'll start talking to you and they've got the teeth thing going on and it's just, you go, really? I mean, I, I'm so oblivious to all the other, uh, you know, we'll, we'll walk out of there and some, some of the gals on the team will go, oh, she was, you know, so high, high or her eyes were glossed over and this and that. And I'm, I'm always oblivious to it, but that's the one thing that you do. It stands out is when you see their, their teeth and it just breaks your heart. Well, there's, there's also another interesting dynamic to that because, um, on the psychological side of it, when, when people are on meth, they feel so good and so beautiful. They don't think that anything's wrong. And so they don't notice the cosmetic effects of what it's actually doing to them because when they're and they're high, and they, they think, you know, everything is perfect, and the world is beautiful, including themselves, and so they really don't think about it that way. Another thing that dentists have said a lot, too, is that um, meth addicts, they, um, they, they love Mountain Dew because it has so much more caffeine in it than other sodas, so they drink a lot of Mountain Dew, which also don't helps break Lisa down the enamel on their teeth. Uh-oh, Lisa. What's Lisa. that? Lisa's going to run for Mountain Dew now. <laughs> I love my caffeine fixes. So it's like, okay, Mountain Dew, high in caffeine. Okay, I need to try that. Um, Justin, we only have about a minute till we take a commercial break. But you said a lot, just talking about, just like you said, the psychological effects, because Patty wants to talk more about teeth, I'm sure. But um, going it to a deeper level, so we're not digressing about this whole issue, love the way you get into these deep subjects. And like even being able to recognize, like Patty said, we go into these clubs and we can't even recognize some of the side effects. And it is all around us. And it's like, it, it truly is about becoming more informed. And that's what's so great about your documentaries is you really are informing people, uh, not only the effects, facts and what to look for, but what it's doing to a person inside and how we can really uh, be the hope and, and really help be a part of mending their soul, not just, you know, sending them to the dentist like Patty wants to do. So we're just going to take a break here. You've been listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty and Lisa, and we have Justin Hunt. We're going to keep talking more and go into about some other documentaries and projects you are working on. So stay with us. We will be right back.
This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We've been talking about finding your purpose and expressing your purpose. And we are talking right now with Justin Hunt, who is a filmmaker who has produced some significant, that was hard to say, (laughs) documentaries because it was your tooth conversation later that totally got me distracted. Um, We've been talking about teeth. We've been talking about documentaries. We've been talking about meth. And we've been talking about these projects. Justin, let's talk about as we... um, continue. You have a couple of projects. We talked about one being absent, about absentee fathers, but you also are working on a project now that's going to come out that involves your family. And earlier, Patty and I were talking about how so many times, especially as we have our conversations with women, they don't feel like their life really matters or they have done anything significant or they kind of overlook some of the things that they do and who they are. Can you talk about this new documentary that you're working on and Kind of the why behind that? Well, the why is because, you know, I just feel, you know, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I have to do um, what I'm inspired to do, and and that really weighed on me. I really wanted to tell the story. Um, it's called The Speed of Orange, and it, it does have to do with my family. And, um, you know, I just felt like, there was a story to be told there. It's a very classic story of, of, you know, of rise and fall and redemption and, and all the things in between. And, and 
really an ordinary family living in an extraordinary world, which is the world of horse racing. It's the world that I grew up in. My my dad was a, a very well-known, very successful jockey. My mom was a, a very uh, successful trainer, and they were a team for a long time. And um, one of the things that really drove the story as well is the fact that my, my mom is, is quite ill, and um, we're not real sure how long um, she'll be around. So I, I didn't want to regret having not done it. And, and that part of my history has always been very, uh, very special to me. There, there's a romance to, to that world and looking at old photos from the 70s and, you know, wind pictures and stuff. And so it was just time for me to tell it, and I felt like I was at the point where it was okay to do that. And, and also just, you know, as a slight separation from the other two films, which is they're both really heavy films. So basically I've been a downer for about seven years now. It's time to <laughs> tap it up a little bit. Now, with Tell the Difference in this, I I love because, can you kind of go into it without giving too much away, just the view your parents kind of had on their life and the view you had on your parents' life? Because so many times we see our lives so differently than other people see what we've done and accomplished. Can you just kind of talk about that dynamics a little bit? Well, I think that everybody questions, you know, especially as they start getting older, everybody questions, you know, what what was my life all about and, and was there value to it and did anybody really recognize what I've done? And, you know, I think that's a, that's a human emotion to want to feel like you've accomplished something and that you've left a mark. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I want both of my parents to understand that they did. And so, you know, that's, that's what... Uh, is very exciting about the film is, you know, you, you, like I said, you, and, and we all have these points in our lives where, where we really are on top of our game and, and that doesn't last forever. And eventually it ends and that's hard for a lot of us to take. Um, but I think that what's important to me is I'm able to, because of what I do and because of what they've accomplished, I get to merge those two things and basically, you know, hopefully validate to some degree my folks in saying that, you know, what you did was significant and people did notice and you know you guys deserve to know that that is and, and, and the way the way that that's happening of course and you know I don't want to give too much away but it's just um to, to sum it all up it's a story about what they've accomplished and and you know the gap in between when they stopped and and where we are now and, and on December 9th um both of my parents are being inducted into the uh, quarter horse racing hall of fame so that's exciting Wow, that is very exciting. You know, you made a comment about sometimes we're at the top of our game and then other seasons we we might not be. And that is such a good point. I know Lisa and I, when when we're at the top of our game, we have looked at each other and said, okay, is God just teasing us right now? And it's so true. You're going to have those seasons and you know how you need to know and be prepared for them with who you have around you with your relationship with the Lord, because there are going to be times. And, and even when you're at the, the top of your game, that might not be even the best part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my son is in high school. And at one point he was racing um, in a, a track me and he was at the top of his game and he was running side by side, just shoulder to shoulder, neck to neck, coming around the curve. And he ended up winning that race, which, you know, had them, they won the city, et cetera, because of those points of that last final run. And 
I'll never forget because that night we were just laying around talking about that race and he was in his, you know, his glory. And he goes, what if this is, you know, my ultimate experience? What if I'll never have this emotion again? And I was like, oh no, you know, you, you're going to have so many more of these experiences, but it, it's so true to really live in the moment and to, to be engaged in that moment. And, and cause it might be, well, it might be the only time. Well, I really, I'm, I'm glad that you, that you brought that up because it's something that is a philosophy in my life that I don't think very many people really um, see for themselves. And that is the fact that, you know, life is, it really is this, it's this, it's this long marathon and it's got these ebbs and flows and these things where you, you know, you really do have great moments and you really do have, you know, very low lows. And, and you have to just be able to kind of see through the fact that, you know, because so many people these days, they live on the surface and what's happening right now and everything is very dramatic. And I, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm fifth in line at McDonald's. I'm not going to make it through this. And it's like, no, it's just, you know, life is all about these, these ups and downs. And what I think is, is very interesting in how I approach my life is I think the downs are actually a greater opportunity because that's where you get into like, you know, first James where he says, you know, Enjoy the things that test your faith because the testing of faith is what, you know, makes, basically perfects you and, and who you are. And, you know, it, it's in those down times that you have this wonderful opportunity, this challenge to really prove what your faith is all about and who you are, which might be exactly why I do so well in, in getting people that, you know, people don't think. I mean, there's no way that just me, you know, editing these movies in an office in my house should be getting James Hetfield or Val Kilmer or John Eldridge. It just shouldn't be happening, but it's because in those low times or those really difficult times of challenge that you have an opportunity to live by faith. And I think that diligence in that and, and, you know, faith is when you're really rewarded. That's when you have a greater opportunity to have a high note is when you're coming out of, you know, living by faith in a low. Well, and you know what is, I love that because a lot of that is you're not allowing those downtimes to define you, which is so easy to do, to just kind of beat yourself up, to get discouraged instead of just going, okay, I got to kick in my faith here. And what sometimes doesn't make sense, but what I know in my heart, because my surroundings sometimes doesn't dictate and we get deceived by that. And we all have those low moments. And it, it, the journey to, on living your purpose is just filled with a lot of um, ruts along the way, high moments, but the ruts too. And it just keep going and knowing what is in your, your heart and soul that God has put there. And you say, express mm-hmm. this, work with me. And that's, that's a, the message we like to get out to people, especially to women. It's easy to beat ourselves up along the way. And even with your documentary with, um, you know, the speed of color, you've seen your parents and you've seen the trials and, and the triumphs in their lives. And so many times we do look back on our lives and we just see the, the trials and you're bringing to light the triumphs and going, you made a difference in other people's life, which goes back to what Patty and I love to do is everybody needs an advocate. 
we, we all need mm-hmm. something that's encouraging us at saying, look what you've done and look what you're doing. And that's what you did with this documentary with your family. So it, we, could, you, we, could you follow me around with a the camera then, Justin, and just be my advocate, my own private advocate, please? <laughs> well, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I, I'll look into it. I'll send you a, I'll send you a bid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Justin, you you're right. Pain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It, that's the beauty of it is, is that it is this marathon. It's, it's these ups and downs, and it's, it's at the end of this marathon when you can really look back and say, you know, like for me, it, it's the challenges where I, where I had the most growth and I had the most successes. I mean, everybody can be faithful and excited about life when you, you know, are shoulder to shoulder and you win the race. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when you run second that you have the real opportunity to, to grow and to learn and to be a faithful person. Well, we have about two minutes to wrap this up. How do people find you? And we know that they can actually purchase uh, the documentary, like, Absent, which highly encourage, and especially I think it's a great thing to even get, like, groups together to go, let's watch this and let's talk about it. It's great dialogue for organizations, churches, women's um, groups, mm-hmm. families to even watch. And, and it can open up some great discussion. How do they find you? How do they know what's coming up? And uh, what would you like to leave our leaders, our listeners with? Well, they can find me through um, the website, which is absentmovie.com, and that's where they can get their um their movies and their and their um, tickets for for screenings and things like that, and then the other the other film American Meth, which actually just uh, came out on iTunes on Monday, um, is AmericanMethMovie.com, and they can get their copy of the film there. And as far as what I you know, if you're talking about purpose, um, I think that uh, you know once you find that purpose, it's like Eldridge says, find what makes you come alive and go do that. And I think really, you know, have the faith to go do that. And, and if you feel like if you get that green light feeling, we talk about that in my family with the kids, red light and green light. If you get that green light feeling, go follow that and have the faith to follow that. And, and uh, just don't take no as an option. And that is a good that is a good note to leave on because we are so easily taken with no and we stop there instead of pushing through and pushing beyond and using the possibilities. Justin, we appreciate you coming on and just sharing your heart and your soul and your movies and how you totally have expressed your life purpose on film for so many people to see. But we just want to encourage our listeners this day, if if your purpose, if you've kind of tapped into a little bit of your purpose and, and there's something that you're saying no, no to in your own life. What can you say yes to to really express your own purpose? We would love you to join us at GirlFriendIt.com and join our Facebook discussion, and uh, we can all share it together. This is Patty and Lisa. You've been listening to Girlfriend at Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It. The show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.